Do you like love? Are you a night owl? Then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us. And welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us down another excursion through um, see now you're looking at me like that you threw me off <laughs> excursion down the river of consciousness no, see, consciousness I, called late night love okay we're gonna read to that intro because i screwed it all the way up from the very beginning i actually screwed up i didn't stop the because i still haven't remade the intro to reflect uh, the new time uh, all right so let's try it again okay Welcome, my lovelies. Thank you for joining us on another excursion down the stream of consciousness towards the river of love. Yay! Or something like that. This is going to become a thing every day. I swear to God, whether I can vamp this opening or not, because I'm never actually going to write that. (laughs) Well, we don't do that here. We don't write stuff out. (laughs) Scripting? You, You want me to actually script something? Blasphemy. Blasphemy. No, no, not really. I don't mind scripting. It's just, it's more fun doing it organically. And speaking about kind of fun and organically, we had a daily dose, I think it was yesterday, on romance. About romantic dates. Romantic and we wanted to start, date. and we wanted to have that, and we wanted to do, do, do a discussion. Discussion about that, but first, before we do that, we're going to play it for you. Okay, lovey, what do we have today? A romantic date's important. Um. Depends how many crying movies you watch. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> well, I suppose it depends on the relationship. Is is romance in your relationship important? Yes, it is. Are romantic dates important? Depends on your version of definition of dates. You know, some relationships don't need romantic dates they they fulfill that romance they get that fulfillment in other ways but other people have a higher need have a different need for i don't want to say this well i think it's a a little more heavy-handed you know a little more leaning towards the saccharine side of it you know every once in a while be a little sappy yeah, but see, being on sap, it feels forced and unnatural, and you don't want to be what you're not, from my perspective. And I can right. only speak for myself on this one, because I swim in the dark often on this one. But you can only be yourself, and if you're being phony, then you're not being yourself. So if you no, just set the record straight here. You do have your moments. Yes, I have my moments, but I am um, not romance devoid. I am not romance needed. Yes, but we, none of it fits into a normal romance category. No, it's not normal. It's you. Yes. It's, it's, it's uniquely you. 
and I think that's something that uh, I I miss when I was younger. I had a set idea of how romance should go, and when those expectations were not fulfilled, I was I was left with okay, what's really going on here? You know, because obviously this person felt for me. I wasn't paying attention. You know, these little things they build things build things for me. Yeah, well, that's and, and I'd have a problem, and they would fix it. Yeah, well, that's by part building of the, stuff. Yeah, but that's yeah. part of the. But I when I say it depends how many crying movies you watch. That was kind of the references that some people have a version of romance that is unrealistic. It's from books or movies or TV. And it's not the real romance. Yeah, sure, you can have those moments. You can have those days. You can have a romantic trip and a romantic vacation. But that's not the daily grind of romance. No, you do well at fitting little things in all day, a couple times a day, little things, little touch, a little comment, a kiss, a smile. So. We're gonna wrap this up with romance is definitely important in your relationship. How your individual relationship achieves romance, it all depends upon how you love each other, and that is your daily dose of love. All right, so that was yesterday's daily dose. And it brings up the question about exactly what is romance. Yes, that would be my question to you. Because it, well, it's an open question. I think romance is an individual question. I think is kind of the problem many of us face is that we view romance as as something that you can actually paint a picture of, or you can have expectations created from other people. So societal expectations of what romance is, you know, the candlelight dinner, the walks on the beach or whatever the, the stereotypical romance is. But for most people, that's not what's romantic. For most people, it's the daily grind that's romantic. It's the little things in life that's romantic. Sure, those things are nice. They're nice special occasions and no one wants to say that they're not romantic. But when it comes down to it, do you want this you know, the candlelit dinner and the moonlight walk, or do you want the daily romantic grind? Which ones are more important? And I'll take the daily little tokens of love because they get me through the day. And they make me feel connected to you. I mean, I suppose it doesn't have to be either or. I mean, it's not necessarily an either or question. Well, you bring me flowers sometimes. My birthday I get flowers. You do romance on special dates. Well, we do a romance our own unique way and actually in a sense that's the point is we don't do it in a stereotypical way. We do it in our own unique way. And so when you're talking about romance, especially for we're going to stick with talking to young women here because they're the ones, and men I guess talking to the other side because they're the ones who don't seem to get it. They get the romance from the movies and the TV and and kind of the superficial romance from 
you know, talking. They don't. Well, I'm, they don't have enough people telling them what about the the day real romance is the, the daily real grind. Romance is the day in day out. Is is treating you nice even though they've had a crappy day? How romantic that actually is. Right, you've it had a crap. My heart sing. <laughs> you've had a crappy day, but yet you're still managed to come home and and you know be nice and pleasant and kind to the person you love. I mean, that's romance. That's sticking your crappy day behind you and being present and he- for the people who need you. That I don't can't think of anything more romantic than that. Than you know, to kind of put a bad day behind you and and be present for the people in your life. I mean, there's nothing more romantic than that. That requires real effort. Yeah, the, the real hard effort, the hard work of mental effort, not the physical effort or stopping by remembering to order flowers. I mean, that's that's real. That's kind of easy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the easy way out. The, the real romance is the daily grind. Is when you don't feel like doing something, you shut up and you do it with a smile on your face anyway. That's romance. For, for me, that's romance is the willingness to kind of go that extra mile, even when you don't want to, because you love the other person that much and it makes them happier than it makes you more, makes them more happy than you miserable. So you do it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> them being happy is kind of in a sense, maybe even helps you not be so dang miserable from your bad day. Yes. <laughs> and so it's maybe it's not entirely selfish, but you don't think of it that way. That comes later. That's a side ancillary benefit so bringing a smile to their face that always lights me it makes me light up so i mean if you've had a bad day sometimes the best way to get around it is to you know go out and do something nice for somebody it's not easy but you know it's easier when it's the person you love (laughs) yes so you know be a little romantic but you know be careful about what romance is it doesn't have to be big huge gestures Especially now, many of us are hurting economically. And, you know, a, a romantic date may not be in the cards. You know, you may live in a place that's locked down, or you may not have the financial means for it, but it doesn't mean you can't be romantic. A night out stargazing is just as romantic to me as, a, you know, a, some dinner in a four star restaurant. Oh, if we had lived, if we had lived up, in north up near Oregon, uh, we would have gone out the other night and gone looking for the northern lights. So did Tara. And did they see any? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but see, but that's romantic. You go out at midnight or whatever, and you go looking for the midnight to three a.m. or and go looking right. for the northern lights. Night. Yeah, it's a romantic thing. No, I mean I wasn't going to do it down here because the chance of us seeing it down here we're going to be slim none. But even though we were right at the edge of the viewing line. But theoretically, really. yeah, but they are wrong about how strong they were. Yes, the atmospheric conditions were not conducive to a strong showing of the no. northern lights the other night. No, yeah, but it was, you know, it's, it's possible. It's and it's kind of neat. It doesn't happen that often where it gets down this low. Of course, if it gets down this low, it means the, the sun's angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it means. I mean, the sun's getting angry. <laughs> the sun has had a bad day 20 minutes ago or two days ago. I forget how long that stuff takes. It takes longer than you think, but not as long as you would imagine. It's, it's a strange thing that light 
source of lights and particles from the sun. Anyway, that's and that's above our pay grade here. We're not astrophysicists. We're <laughs> we're um, life, love, and relationship talk show hosts. We're not, it's not the we're same. Deaf. Yeah, it's above our pay grade trying to figure out what light particles are and how fast they travel from here to the to the sun. I forget it's like twenty minutes for for light. Even though it'll take centuries for the light to get from the sun to the surface of the sun. It takes like 20 minutes to get from the sun to here, something like that. Anyway. That's impressive. It's a strange thing. Well, yeah, they don't get it. Apparently, they don't get a straight path out the sun. Who knew? Particles of light. Anyway. We've gone way off of our topic here. I'm not sure how romantic particles of light are. But having a discussion about particles of light, if you are both into particles of light while you're standing out there looking for the northern lights, it may be considered romantic in context of your relationship in the course of times. And so, depending on what your interests are, it depends on what you would do. Yeah. The thing with romance is when you find somebody who is your match, you find you're generally going to have the same things romantic. So it's one of those things that, as a rule of thumb, solves itself. If someone, if you and your partner have vastly different views on what's romantic and what romance is or what your romantic needs are, you know, you're going to have a tough relationship. But yet, if you both have a similar views, it doesn't have to be same, just you know, somewhat similar that they can kind of grow together rather than grow apart. It's uh, So just be careful when you're out there and you're talking romance. You know, when you're thinking about romance, be careful where your perspective comes from. Make sure it comes from your heart and your, and your wants, needs, and desires, not what you see other people do, not what you're expected to do, not what you think they should be done. You know? Romance is what fulfills you, what gives you a smile, what puts balance in your heart. That's romance. It's not a candlelight dinner and a walk on your beach unless that's what puts a bounce in your step and and a song in your heart and makes you go all fluttery. So it doesn't matter what it is. Just whatever it is, do more of it. <laughs> I think if there's going to be a, a my heart goes fluttery when you bring me milk we were it was in our early days of dating and, and, and I was broke and you brought me milk and gas money and you said I want you to remember this and I never forgot it and it still makes my heart go flutter today when I hear I brought you some milk See, romance is a strange thing. You know, it's fulfilling what somebody needs is romantic. And if it's a quiet dinner alone or if it's a, you know, gallon of milk, it doesn't matter what it is. It's as long as it's fulfilling. And, and I think that's when we discuss here, that's what it is. It's understanding your perspective, being mindful of what you need, what you want, what your partner needs and wants, and then doing your best 
to meet those needs, your own and your partner's. That's how you get a good life. There's no, there's no secret formula. Uh, unfortunately, we can't tell you to do A, B, C, and D and go off and you'll be great. That's not how life works. You've got to find your own A, B, C, and D. But we can tell you there's some perspectives and mindsets that help you figure out what your A, B, and C, and D are. So once you figure those out, then the rest becomes much easier because you're focusing, you're starting to ask the right questions rather than, do we need to have romantic dates? Well, before you figure out if you need to have romantic dates, you better figure out what you guys figure, find out is romantic <laughs> so you're not doing the wrong thing. Don't have the disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not doing what you think is romantic. You're doing something that's actually is romantic. You're not doing what society tells you is romantic. You're doing what your partner, well, in the long-term view, has romantic. Because a candlelight dinner may all be forgotten soon enough, but 10 years later, you still remember a gallon of milk. And that is a lesson to be learned from all of us. And I think... <laughs> I just think there's lessons to that. There's, there's lessons. It's a little grind. Okay, so enough about that. We're gonna talk that. We're gonna round, talk that thing into circles if we keep going any longer. Yeah. What you got over there? Well, I have. I looked up in this holiday season. Everybody's having a hard time not connecting with family and not doing their regular holiday activities. So I found an article. It's from Real Simple um, Activities to have during the coronavirus. Okay, let me bring that up over here. Now, this is winter at first comes winter activities. You can enjoy the outdoors, go sledding, um, make snow angels is a good one, and stargazing here again. That's where I got stargazing from. And I know, this is a good one. I know families, they get their sock drawer and they put all their, they bundle up their socks into balls and they put them in a basket. Everybody has their own socks. And that's how they have their snowball fight. They have an indoor snowball fight with their socks. So you can have an indoor snowball fight. Well, we just use pennies, but. Pennies. <laughs> Okay, let's see. You can get a taste of winter. Everybody loves their hot cocoa. And this suggests make baked apples. That's a very Christmassy thing to do. Okay, well, we've got, it's just interesting because I know a lot of us, we'll go back, we'll come back to this in a second. A lot of us are having our Christmas traditions are interrupted. I know ours are this year. We usually have a big, huge family get together and and uh, chaos and wrapping paper everywhere with children and grandchildren and great grandchildren and then the grandmas and it's a big chaotic uh, affair, but it's also kind of a wondrous affair. And we, you know, we don't get to have that this year. So I think everybody's missing that. And it's not just us. There's lots of people have decided that, you know, we're going to be more careful this year. Yes. You know, whether your personal views on that or my personal views on that are not relevant. A lot of people are 
have decided that they're going to be careful. We've decided we're going to be careful. We didn't need anybody else to tell us to be careful. We as a family decided we're going to be careful. And so we're not going to have our normal Christmas tradition. And that's two traditions we've lost this year. We didn't get our family. Um, Thanksgiving. Our, our, oh, I was thinking of the camping trip this summer. We didn't get our I camping didn't trip. get cats. Three things. Yeah. So, you know, we've all kind of lost out on some of those family traditions. And it's starting to take a toll on many of us. And as these next two weeks to Christmas, I, I'm not feeling very Christmassy. I, I know sometimes I don't get very Christmassy up until the last week or so. You do, right until the last minute. <laughs> but I'm really not, I'm feeling less Christmassy than most Christmases this year. But it's, it's we're so isolated. You know, it's, and the isolation, that, that feeling of isolation and how do we combat it? I think there's a sense as you try, try to maybe take some better control of it. I think maybe that's what this list is kind of trying to help people do and say, look, we're all going to suck, but you know, let's make the best of it. In a sense, it's like the romance discussion, you know, try to make the best for your family and put a smile on your face, even though you don't want to do it anyway and try and have some fun, make the best you can because it is what it is. Go out there and make the magic happen. Yeah. Or stay at home and make the magic happen. Stay at, that's what I mean. Stay at, well, this 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 article covers things to do at home. Yeah, well, to do at home, it, it, it doesn't matter what you choose to do. I, use, I mean, we're all having our lives interrupted, even if we're trying not to. It, it's just even those who are trying their hardest not to are still having their lives interrupted. Yes. And so, you know, it doesn't really matter what your view on the situation is. It does, you know, we're not going to cover. We're not going there here. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever it is you want to do, however it is you view of this, you know, there are still things that you can do because people around you are going to make different decisions and, you know, you have to honor those decisions. We can't, we have to stop with this. People who view the world differently are somehow less moral or less human, or we've got to stop that. They've, People have different risk profiles. People have different wants, needs, desires. And it all comes out differently in the end. And so, you know, yeah, many of us are going to lose our Christmas traditions this year. And that's okay. We can pick them back up again next year. It's not the end of the world. But, you know, we can make the best of it. Yes, we can. And I think this, we're trying to, this is a way for some people, you know, and there's out people out there making lists, trying to help people make the best of it. And I think we should thank people for at least giving the effort. What the heck is frulus for living? I don't know. I can't even pronounce that. Let me see what it is. <laughs> Instead of going, you might try frugally. It's the Scandinavians, particularly the Danish. I'm half Danish. Definitely have it right with their hubi. Enter free loose live. It means free air life. It's a concept that's part of Norwegian culture. Where people get out into the forest, hiking, canoeing, camping, great outdoors, great out in the air. Out into the air. 
Well, yeah, but the Danes are more, well, of course, it, it depends where you're at. I mean, if you're in one of those places where it's freaking snowing, it's going to be kind of hard to do that unless you're really hardy. And we're from California. We, you know, it gets 40 degrees and we're cold. So <laughs> really, yeah, on this list is make snow angels, which I always loved to do as a child. But gosh, it's cold. Okay, so let's see if we can get to this. We've got half an hour to cover. Okay, so. wait a minute. A taste of I was in a taste of winter, and they suggested to make and enjoy eggnog. Make your own eggnog. Why would you make eggnog to begin with? I don't even understand how people can drink that stuff. Well, I love eggnog. I've never made it, but I think I'm going to try this year. I think y'all are crazy. It's very good. No. Some people put brandy in it, apricot brandy. I no. used when I when I used to drink. It's been thirty-one years <laughs> since I've had brandy, apricot brandy, in my eggnog. But there you have it. No eggnog. Eggnog is gross. I mean, you can eat eggnog. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I just don't understand the appeal of eggnog. But hey, I don't understand the appeal of lots of things. Okay, you can also make some wintry crafts. Okay, the classic is the gingerbread house. Uh -huh. And my favorite is to cut paper snowflakes. I haven't done that yet this year. Cut paper snowflakes and tape them up in the dining room window. Well, I guess if you're in a city, especially down here in California where people are still walking around and it's still warm enough for people to walk. And putting up window decorations is actually probably a pretty good idea. Way to spread a little Christmas joy and a little Christmas cheer. I mean, if, especially if you're like us and you don't do Christmas lights, you know, a lot of people do the Christmas lights and so they still have their thing. I, I know my mother would still, my mother, no one's coming over to her house this year. She still went full decoration on the whole inside of the house and the whole outside of the house. Well, Yeah. It's Christmas. And so, you know, she didn't she wasn't gonna stop that tradition. She was gonna keep that one going. <laughs> Which I appreciate because the people outside, lots of people come by and view her house and it's kind of a traditional thing. So she was able to keep that part of the Christmas tradition alive. I mean she went and got an award from a well, a certificate or something. Oh, very it's, cool. It's not an award from a I don't know, a retirement community because she, you know, they enjoyed walking around and seeing her house. So one year they gave her a certificate or something. But, you know, these other kinds of traditions can still go. But if you're like us and you don't normally do those kinds of things or you don't have the resources to drape your house in lights, you know, putting little decorations and stuff in your windows is probably a good idea. Give little kids who are walking by something to look at. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Helps you, help them, you know, gives you something a little positive to think about, positive to do. You know, you're trying to do something for the kids. Yes. Yeah, maybe it's a good thing. Bring a little cheer as people coming to your door. Bring a little cheer as people walk by. And, you know, maybe it's, I might have a different perspective because our window is like two feet from the sidewalk. And so people can easily see what we put up in our windows. Other people's houses are farther back might have a different perspective on that uh, so i always seem to forget that though not everybody has their windows like right there <laughs> we're like right there on the street there's no way around it 
anybody sees the windows. So, but you know, there's all kinds of things you can do to put up little displays for the kids, change them. And another one on this list is to make a, a bird feeder out of pine cones, peanut butter, and bird seed. Now, this is something to do with children. You can do with children and put it up out for the much needed care of the of the birds in the winter. And you get quite the show with the birds coming get, after your seed. Do we get birds here in the winter? We don't get much. We only get us crows. There are birds. Or the blue jays. I guess we get blue jays. We get blue jays. Blue jays and crows in the winter. We don't get much in terms of the the little birds. They go away. I don't know where they go, but they go away. Go down south. And then to L.A. (laughs) L.A. (laughs) I don't know where they go, but the birds go away in the winter out here. Okay. You can also enjoy some much-needed self-care. Now, I like this one, cozy up by a roaring fire, indoors or outdoors. Outdoor fires are great. Well, yeah, if you live in a place where you can do them. I mean, if you're in a urban area, you can't really do that. But you can burn your favorite scented candle. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget cuddling up with a blanket, a cup of tea, and a good book. And uh, this is my fan favorite, spending the day in your PJs. Uh Uh-huh. That's my, spend your day in your PJs. Just, just, it it changes your whole perspective. Uh, Yeah, well, I think now during this time of COVID and all the, self-care is actually a very important issue. And we all should be taking taking care of back and we will talk more on the second side of this break we will be right back And okay, thank you for rejoining us. I do want to take this minute to point out that for those of you who would like to help us on our journey, you can join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash late night love for as little as $3 a month. You can talk to Lubby on the Discord server all the way up to $20 a month where you can have early access, I think a monthly Q&A. And then you can get access to my private Discord channel because I don't have the chat time that Miss Lubby does over there. She's the chatter. I have other things to do. So that's her job. Mine is to do this, is to sit here and look pretty on camera for all of you. (laughs) With the hair. Oh, I should take my hair down today. Um, Your your daughter said my hair looked great today. Even better than usual, she said. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, she did. Just saying. You and your hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got great hair. What do you want from me? 
Okay, so what we were talking about before we left, I forgot already. Well, we were talking about things, winter act, fun winter activities to do during COVID. No, we were talking about self care before we wanted to switch off. That's what we were. That's that yes, we were we were talking about self care before we. We wanted. To, I wanted to sit there. We wanted to cover self care for a few minutes before how important self care is at this time. Because it's very easy to let you know yourself slip. Even things like you know showering as often because you don't need to as much right if all you're doing is sticking around at home you can't go to work you can't really do anything you don't really get dirty so you say okay okay so i don't need to shower today i didn't do nothing i'll take a shower tomorrow and then tomorrow becomes thursday and then (laughs) 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 and and that's you know it's very easy to to slip on those kinds of things and you know in a sense it's not necessarily the end of the world but it can feed into a, a cycle of you not taking care of yourself, you know, being lazy on, you know, on taking a shower can slip into being lazy on eating properly or being lazy on stretching or, or doing whatever exercise you can manage or whatever it is, whatever your self care routine happens to be. If you let part of that slip, especially now, it's very easy to let more of it slip. And some of us, so many of us are kind of losing our energy. We're losing that. I'm not entirely sure what to call it. They're, we're losing that something that holds us up. It's been so stressful for so long on top of the normal stresses of life, not just the normal stresses of life. You've got the whole COVID thing and then all that other stuff layered on top of it. You can't, you're isolated from your families and your friends. You, you can't, you know, all the stuff that normal, that normally helps us boost our mood, whether it's going to the gym on a regular basis, all those various things that we do to boost our mood, to maintain our emotional health. That's the word I was looking for. And to maintain our emotional health so we don't slip into mental health issues are now not as readily available. And so it's even more important that those things we do for ourselves, we do still do for ourselves. So, you know, take the time. I know, I know I've been noticing that I've been letting mine slip. I haven't been doing all my personal cares things. I haven't been doing the meditations and everything that I've been needing to do simply because you don't think you need it. I haven't done anything today. Well, that's not true. I have. You just don't view it as doing anything today because I never leave my damn office anymore. (laughs) And so, you know, you don't feel like you're accomplishing much, even though you actually are. And so it can help. And you've got this already oppressive world around you. And it just helps feed into that. And so my point was, is your much needed self-care is much needed. And all of us, including those of us who have a habit of being mindful, need to be extra mindful. We need to be extra careful. We all need to take some more time to care for ourselves. Be selfish. Because you can't, you're no good to the people around you if you're no good to yourself. If you run yourself into the ground, you can't help those you love. And so caring for yourself is an act of love for those you love. 
And you can hope that those around you do the same thing. If you give them the freedom to care for themselves, they will be in better position to care for you. That's how these things work. It's kind of counterintuitive, but it's true. You know, the better human being you are, the more capable of, of giving proper love and the proper interactions in the world. So it's the much needed self-care is much needed these days. And take the time, spend the extra energy, spend the extra thought cycles and make the effort. It'll be well yes. worth it. Yes. It'll be well worth it in three, four months. And you know, it's not easy to see three, four months from now, but it'll get here faster than we all think. So, you know, it's not just the next three weeks we have to get through. It's the next three months, it's the next six months, it's the next year and a half. And you need to keep yourself mentally in shape. Because, you know, mentally in shape may be more important than being physically in shape right now. You know, because you know, your body follows your mind. Okay. So what else we got? Reconnect with loved ones. Bake cookies to share with friends and neighbors. I usually do that, but I'm not doing that this year. I'm going low key. I, what I like about on this list is enjoy a living room picnic. Mm-hmm. Host a movie marathon of all your favorites for the family. Eat dinner by candlelight. And and I love this one. Write a love letter. I think I'm going to write you a love letter. But then I have to read it. <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> plan a virtual game night. Now, see, the, the last one is actually a good idea is to plan a virtual. You know, maybe that's something we should get with my mother about on Christmas and rather than having everybody get together and go for Christmas breakfast we get together and we do a I don't know we find some goofy mass game that we play uh, words with words with friends or Scrabble or Yahtzee or something online with something we could all kind of sit around and spend a half hour 45 minutes playing and having fun I think that might actually be something interesting to do you know, the, the game itself is not really relevant, what game you choose, whether you can pool or it doesn't matter what the hell the game is. It's the fact that you're all sitting around laughing and having a good time with each other at the same time. Is it the same? No, not even close, but it's better than nothing. Yes, it is. It's that connection. You know, some connection is better than no connection. And I think that's a, you know, take what opportunities. I think that's, Maybe that's the lesson in that little section right there is to take what opportunities you can to reconnect. Doesn't matter what it is. Find some way to reconnect. Sending a letter, send an old-fashioned letter. You know, it's one way. You know, do more video chatting, get in playing, you know, place cards with your family online instead of you know, if you used to get around and play pinochle or something with your group, well, you can still get around together and play pinochle. You just have to do it around around your computer screens instead of Instead of the kitchen table. You know, is it the same? No, but is it better than nothing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. You know, maybe it's dominoes. You, whatever it is you play, you know, there's free online t- uh, uh, versions available where you can just go and play and just have a good time. 
Yeah, it doesn't cost anything other than your internet connection, and most of us have those. If you're listening to us now, you've got one, whether it's on your phone or whether you've got internet. And so, you know, use it. We have these wonderful tools. And is it the same? No. Is it good enough? No. But it's better than not. You know, finding some connection is better than sitting in your dark feeling sorry for ourselves, which sadly far too many of us are doing. You know, the suicide rates have a tendency to tick up during the holiday seasons anyway, and they're skyrocketing these days. And so it's more important than ever that we reach out to those who are disconnected. Those who we know have trouble with connections and disconnected, you know, who knows that game of dominoes or online pool or whatever it is may prevent someone from going to a dark spot. You're not going to save somebody like that who's in a dark spot, but you may prevent somebody from going to a dark spot. You may prevent someone, you know, you'll never know. They'll never know. Nobody will ever know because you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. That kind of prevention is untraceable because you can't trace what doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you can't go back and say, oh, well, that move prevented it. You know, because you don't know because you didn't go down that path. So you never know. So, so find some way to reconnect, I think, is the good Is a good answer. It doesn't matter how you do it, whether it's Facebook portal, whether it's video games. You know, a lot of video games are interactive, and you've got you can chat, and you can play with your video games, play video games, play cards, talk on the phone, whatever it is you need to do. Just reconnect with people you need to reconnect with. A lesson I should learn. Okay, so what we got next? Well, our last section is try something new. Take an online cooking class. That sounds exciting. Pick up a new hobby. Encourage a amaryllis bulb or other flowering plant to bloom. I do not have a green thumb. Start some seedlings. I'm good at starting seedlings, though. I well, can do that. Well, if you want to get a little thing, if you, if you want to grow indoor tomatoes, now is the time to start them. Oh, there we go. Just <laughs> we're gonna call them indoor tomatoes to keep it family friendly. <laughs> that's what we used to have to call it back in the days. We used to have to say we're growing indoor tomatoes. <laughs> Life is so much different now than it was even 10 years ago. Ten years ago it was indoor tomatoes. Anyway, that's just hilarious. Okay. <laughs> You can host a virtual book club. And I don't like this one. Stick to New Year's resolutions. Well, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I don't do New Year's resolutions either. I don't need the New Year to tell me when I need to change. (laughs) I do like set some goals, you know, but they're not. I wouldn't consider them resolutions. I spend the last week of the year with a bit of reflection. But, but I'd spend so much time in reflection anyway that I'd not, <laughs> you know, I don't, I suppose this year I haven't, you know, in the last month or so, I haven't spent much time in personal reflection. So I'll have something to reflect over. I've had a lot 
going on this year, so maybe I will. But as a rule of thumb, I spent the last week of the year with some reflections, and it's kind of it. I don't really plan for the next year because my next months are already planned out long before the New Year's gets there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, my next three months are already done. So there's not much to, you know, wing and prayer and hope, I guess, that all this works. But... But I guess what our online cooking class, taking an online class, whether it's cooking or psychology or whatever, that's probably a good idea. Um, online college is actually cheap. It's they're, they're not expensive. And if you're you still have FAFSA available, you can actually get a, a degree online. If you're stuck in the house, you might as well go do it. Something like Western Governors University, your FAFSA covers almost all of the cost. And so, you know, I would strongly encourage if you're just going to be sitting at home, educate yourself. Right, you know, one way or another, whether you do it through a university or, or go to, you know, one of those YouTube classes and just go spend the next, you know, six weeks or whatever it is, you know, watching psychology lectures. You, know, you can, it's essentially, it's like sitting in on a class at Princeton. You, know, you can sit in on a class. There's some teachers who put all their, their classes online and so you can take a class without getting credit for it you know you can go to princeton university and sit in any class for free shut up yeah you know as long as the professor doesn't mind you being there you can ask me hey, can you mind if i sit in yeah they won't charge you now you won't get a test you won't you don't get tested you don't get your class your, your your credit you don't get credit you don't get graded well the professor may grade you but it doesn't count towards anything except the fact that you'll be educated you just won't have a piece of paper. So what at Princeton, what you're actually buying is a piece of paper. Uh-huh. You can actually go in and get the same education for nothing. You just don't have the piece of paper. It says I went to college at Princeton. Graduated from Princeton. It's, it's an interesting thing. So it's someone who's more educated. So who's more educated? The person who went to Princeton without paying the money or the person who went through Princeton and paid the money. I actually say the smarter person is the one who went through Princeton and didn't pay anything. <laughs> he's got the same education and he's going to be able to use it. Now he won't be able to go to some big firm and say, here's my degree, hire me. But if he want, if his goal was to start his own business, to start their own business or, or to improve the family business or something, he just needed the education. He didn't need the piece of paper. And, you know, that piece of paper is not as valuable as we used to think. Google and but Google, Apple, Facebook, they no longer require a degree. In fact, they're actually looking for people to pull people out of college before they get their computer programming degrees because the schools are now they actually teach create creativity out of the students. They'd actually, Google would rather train someone who's smart than take someone who's been trained in school and have to retrain them how to actually work in the real world. Because in a sense, what school does, what the schools are doing right now in terms of technology is they teach you what you can't do. And, and, 
They want Google and all these technology companies. They don't want people to know what they can't do. They want them to do the impossible. And if you've been trained, you get trained how to do something, but you get trained out of how to, but this is a side effect of that is now you don't know, you become trained to do that box, to fit in that box. You're now in that box. But these technology companies need you to be outside of the box. They need you to think outside ah. of the box. We don't, we, we already know how to write that language. We don't need more people to write the language. We need people who to invent the next language. Right. And you can't train people through that, through it, through the education system. You train people through that by throwing problems at him and letting smart people try to figure it out. And they're going to fail a lot, but when they succeed, they will succeed massively. And so that's what they're doing. Now, I'm not saying there's no value in going to school and getting your, your programming degree or whatever it is, because if you want to get uh, like a government job or a government contractor job, there's lots of those things. But if you really want to change the world, you don't do it with your degree. Zuckerberg doesn't have a degree. Bill Gates never finished his college degree. None of these people who started these tech companies had degrees in programming. They were great programmers. <laughs> they invented the freaking programming languages of today. They couldn't be educated. They had some basic education. But you went back two, two and a half, three, almost three years in, and then they went off and did their thing before they learned too much. But they were looking for something different. They didn't want to become a cog in a wheel. And so that's why they didn't finish. They went off and did their own thing. But you have to know what you want. And if you are a cog in a wheel, then be a cog in a wheel. Enjoy it. You know, there's lots of people who want just want to be a cog in a wheel. They want to go someplace, do their job, go home. <laughs> you don't want to do anything else. You don't want to change the world. You just want to live their quiet life. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But there's also nothing wrong with wanting to change the world and wanting to be a type A personality who runs around. And, you know, we need both. We need the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Bill Gates of the world. But we also need, you know, the Jane Doe's and the Bob Smith's of the world. The world can't function without both of them. You know, we need people who can change the world and we need people to make the world work as it is. And, you know, during this time of uncertainty, I think maybe we should be more appreciative that how much of the world actually works. I mean, all of us have trials and tribulations through life. None of us get out of this life alone. I mean, without scars, we all kind of, none of us get buried <laughs> unscarred. None of us have times in our lives that are easy, but yet the lights come on. The foods are full, the, the stores are full of food. We have clean water. We have all the things of life actually work. It's a wondrous thing because society is full of broken people. We've all been broken. Every single one of us. Not a single one of us has gotten through life without having to experience trauma. 
How many of us even get through to, to adulthood without experiencing trauma? It doesn't happen. Right. And so the fact is that we're all somehow functional enough that we have freaking electricity when we want the, when we want it. We have freaking water, clean water when we turn on our taps. We are so lucky, and we so take it for for granted. We flip on the lights without even thinking about all the people and all the issues and and how much struggle and and resources and how we're put into that. We don't even think about the guy who's out there right now in this cold windstorm making sure those lines are, are working so we can have lights. We don't even think about it. I was listening to this story um, about there was the electric company and they sent they had this crew out, people out going to fix their uh trying and there was a storm and they had this crew. And this crew had two people who were both disabled working on it. It's, they're, they're, it's normally something they were doing. I forget what the task they were doing, but it was something normally one person could do. But one guy had gotten hurt in an accident, and another guy had something was wrong with him. So they said, hey, you know, together they can go off and they can manage to fix it. One guy like missing an arm. The other guy like couldn't see or, or had like missing an eye. But, but together, you know, individually they couldn't do the job. But together they could manage to go out into a storm and fix electrical problems. <laughs> Right, they couldn't do, and the and for us the lights come on, and we don't even think about that. But here you are, these two people who have gone through hellish experiences. They're literally broken people, but yet they're out there fixing lights, fixing electricity, so yours and my lights can come on. And that happens all day, every day, and we don't appreciate that as people. We take it for granted. Not intentionally. We don't intentionally take it for granted. We're not unkind people. We're, it's just our daily lives take up so much of our thought that you know we take for granted the simple things that aren't so simple. You know, lights coming on, clean water, food on the shelves of the grocery store. Those aren't simple things, but we all view them as simple. They're all insanely complicated. Getting your ear of corn from the farmer to your shelves at Walmart is actually quite complicated. But yet it happens every day. <coughs> it happens so much every day that we take it for granted. And we do that all throughout, throughout all of our lives throughout every aspect of our life. Part of it's realistic, right? We can't be thankful of everything all the time. You, you'd be prostrated yourself all the time to be of thankfulness. But we can at these times of the year when we are having troubles in society and that time of year where we are thankful and reminiscing on past experiences, shall we say. But we do take the time to be thankful for those little things that we don't think about. Because as we were talking about earlier, you know, romance is the daily grind. It's the little things. It's those things that make you work. It's Those are the things that make your relationships work. Those are the things that generally fulfill you. It's, it's not the big gestures. It's the little daily grind. You know, we were talking about all these little things you can do to get through 
these difficult times, get through this holiday season as we're all disconnected from those we love and we care about and, and our traditions are all disrupted. You know, all that is tied together. We need more love in this world. And that only happens by actively putting more love into this world. You know, we can't do it any other way. Love doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from our hearts, from our from our souls, it comes from our actions, it comes from who we are. And it is time for all of us just to be a little more loving, be a little more kind, be more compassionate. And that includes to yourself. And we are going to close out of here a little early tonight. We Thank you all for joining us. Please remember you can go and um, catch us and support our journey here at patreon.com slash late night love for $3 a month. You can access to the discord server for $5 a month. You get early access to, I think the late night live videos. I'd, I'm going to have to memorize these things. Anyway, there's four tiers. Join us if you can. We appreciate all the help, especially during this time that uh, it is so difficult for everybody. Please take care of yourselves. We will see you next week. It is our Christmas show next week, right? Because we won't be doing one. And next week will be our, have to be our Christmas show. Next so, week will have to be our Christmas show. So next week is our Christmas show, which will be followed the week after with this, our New Year's Eve show, isn't it? Yes. Nah. So that should be fun. Next couple of weeks should be interesting. We'll see what we come up with. And thank you for joining us on this journey through the stream of consciousness down the river of love towards the sea of tranquility from Jazz and Lovey. Thank you for being here. Thank we will you. see you next week. And good night. Please love everyone.